Good day, fellow investors. Welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day, fellow investors. Ray Dalio, Bridgewater recently came out with a message to their clients that it's very likely that there will be a lost decade for stocks in the next 10 years. And in this video, I really want to explain what does that mean, why are they saying that, and what you can do about it when it comes to investing your portfolio and your investment strategy. The main reasons behind the lost decade projection forecast are contracting or of profit margins. So we'll see how corporate profit margins have really expanded over the last 20, 30 years. And then the second main issue that they say put forward is the debt, the accumulated debt that will put away on profits, on future growth, on investments. And that all in all might lead to the case alongside interest rates and everything valuations to the case that there is a lost decade for stocks ahead. It's very hard to determine what will be the main reason. There are plenty of them, but the key is something else. The key is what will we do and how will we approach this situation? Let's start with the analysis. So on profit margins, this is the net profit margin of the SAP 500. And you can see that in the 90s, it was around six, seven, max, 8%, then recession, then still again in this range around 7%. Today, the profit margins of SAP 500 corporations are around 10, 11, even 12% after the first tax cut. So profit margins are almost double what used to be the case. If these profit margins return to this normality, then SAP 500 stocks earnings would be hit really bad and that would lead to a decline in stock values and likely to a lost decade in stocks. If we take a look at taxes, corporate taxes in the United States, Donald Trump recently, a few years ago, lowered the tax rate to 21%. Before that, it was 35%. And before that, it used to be even 53%, 40% in the war and stayed that high after the war until the debt burden became smaller. It was even lower in the beginning of the last century. But this, the difference between this and that plays a huge importance when it comes to profits that later through valuations lead to stock prices. And with lower taxes, it means that the government needs to finance itself from other sources. If we look at the federal deficits of the US government, we see how the situation hasn't been that good at all over the last 20 years. So despite the big deficits, corporate taxes have been lowered that enabled higher profit margins for corporations and higher stock prices. A reversal in the situation would lead to a negative effect on stocks. Then there are other factors. If we have high inflation, let's say stagflation, then 
companies, not all of them, would not be able to transfer the price increases of the input costs onto their customers, especially if there is high competition. So inflation will do good for some companies, for some businesses, but overall, in a situation of high inflation, earnings might suffer. Stocks might still be the predominant asset to safeguard your wealth, but then we also have to look at what is Ray Dalio saying. Are we looking at nominal returns or real investment returns. If we are looking at real investment returns, thus we have to adjust the return by inflation. And that always lowers. Current inflation is 2%. If it goes to 5-6%, the stock market, yes, might go up 6% to adjust for that inflation, but the real return would be zero. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Also, interest rates. If you have high interest rates, then when people are looking at treasuries, comparing at investing, that puts away on stock prices. When we have zero interest rates, then even a 1%, 2% dividend, as we discussed in the recent Nike video, is something attractive and pushes stock prices up because demand is up. If that changes, that's another factor why we might see declining stock prices or flat stock prices, especially real returns in the long term. Further, on the margins side, this is also different than it was the case 30 years ago. So we had top S&P 500 companies, Exxon, Philip Morris, Walmart, General Electric, Merck, Coca-Cola, AT&T. So a lot of companies that have a high capital intensity where the business leads to lower margins and high competition. However, today we have Microsoft, Apple, Amazon, Facebook, Google. So really the tech dominant stocks that allows also for higher margins. So this might be something that would prevent Ray Dalio's thesis from happening. There is always a pro and con side to whatever and whenever it comes to investing. Further, the second issue that they mentioned is corporate debt. And we can see here how really corporate debt escalated since interest rates started going down. And especially since the last financial crisis in 2008-2009, when interest rates were brought to zero, which created a lending bonanza in stocks and corporations because everybody is attracted by free money, everybody loves free money, and the debt levels simply doubled or even more over the last years. And it's likely that these debt levels will even increase more now that the Fed is buying corporate bonds. So this is a big issue because if interest rates change from the current zero, so those cannot go lower, then this will be a bigger and bigger burden on companies. Further, let me show you something that the companies are doing but can't do forever. You cannot take loans forever. So March, end of March 2020, Shell secured the 12 billion credit facility to safeguard the dividend. So they did whatever they could to pay the dividend, but just a little bit later, Shell cuts the dividend. So after a month, even after the $12 billion uh, loans that they took, they had to cut the, the dividend for the first time since World War II. When you have a dividend stock that's pressured by debt and debt costs increase or 
businesses get into trouble, then yes, this will weigh onto the stock market. And also there are many different businesses out there. So one thing is the stock market, the other things are individual businesses. And if we look at Shell's debt, look at what happened over the last 15 years. It was 7.5 billion, the long-term debt in 2005 and then we had the crisis it jumped to 34 billion also higher oil prices investments they tried to lower it a little bit but then again a jump especially when oil prices declined lower it a little bit and now jumping again to pay the dividend to keep the impression but this tells me okay we are in trouble because such a big increase it cannot continue forever. And if you see here, when there is trouble, the debt grows at a very, very high rate. When things are good, it declines at a very, very small rate. High rate growth, small, 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 just cosmetical changes. But the real story is this huge increase in debt. And there are many companies that have similar problems that will weigh on their future earnings, future growth capacity. And that's something that we have to give credit for to Dalio for pointing out and might be a reason why many stocks will certainly lead to negative returns over the long term. Now, what to do? We must keep in mind, and if you read Ray Dalio's principles, in the first 100 pages, he mentions a few times how he loves playing the market. So if you love playing the market, trying to be smarter than other people on the market, then yes, then you have to worry about the next lost decade that's coming and not achieving any returns from the stock market. However, if you are an investor, if you're buying businesses, if you're buying good businesses, what we do on this channel, so please subscribe and click that notification bell to be notified when a new video comes out. If you want to do that, like Warren Buffett, if you want to own great businesses, then it's a different story and you really don't care about the last decade for stocks. You care about other things. So Bridgewater, Pure Alpha, 1991, the benefit what Ray Dalio is selling and telling you now about stocks he's selling other asset classes and he tries to prevent these drops that the SAP and stocks have and that's his business he's doing a great job at that but he didn't do much better than the S&P 500. Compared to Warren Buffett and owning great businesses Warren Buffett increased the value of Berkshire from 7,000 to 271 72,000 in the same period. That's almost 40 times. Ray Dalio, SAP 500 returns about seven, eight times in the same period. 40 times owning great businesses, not caring about what markets do, and seven times Bridgewater, okay, less volatility. I do a great job at that, would say Ray Dalio versus the SAP 500. However, let's see where is the opportunity coming within the, this lost decade, especially if people start thinking about stocks as Ray Dalio does, as an asset class, not as individual businesses. We see here that the COVID crisis, the bear market, we have red apple crashed, we have uh, blue, the S&P 500 down, and we have green Berkshire Hathaway down. So all those stocks, when there was a crisis, when everybody was selling, crashed 
similar onto similar levels. After the crisis, the recovery was much more divergent. Apple exploded, the S&P 500 was even, and Berkshire is still down. So this is where, when there is issues, when there will be issues, we have to find the best businesses because the market will punish the good, the, me the great, the mediocre, and bad businesses at the same likely level. So this is an opportunity that the last decade we will have, especially if we have many, many crises ahead. On to the solution. What is the solution? Focus on investing in businesses, not thinking about the stock market. You start to focus on cash flows. Where will this business be in five to 10 years? Not where will the stock be in six months? Is this a good buy now? Where will the business be? What are the competitive advantages? And we are back to Warren Buffett's story, how he did what he did over the last 50, even 30 years, 20 years. That's investing versus speculating. It's up to you to decide what do you want to do? You want to speculate or you want to build something forever, no matter what the stock market does. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you. And I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.